welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to have an encounter with the Word of God as you listen to this message preached by Episcopal Sister Joy Philippe Bruce. Sister Joy is a daughter of Bishop Doug Heward Mills and currently pastors the Ayodiasi branch of the First Love Church, a thriving church with young and energetic people full of first love for the Lord. She's also a Macarius minister under the Doug Heward Mills Ministry Office and travels extensively holding pastors' conferences, taking the books of Bishop Doug Heward Mills to the nations. We believe this message will empower, equip, and give you direction for your life. Now listen to Sister Joy Philippe Bruce. Our pastor was not here, but this morning, this morning, this morning, I'm happy to tell you that our pastor, Episcopal sister, Dr. Joy Bruce is in the house. give the Lord a shout this morning can you be heard in heaven I said can you be heard in heaven give the Lord a shout wait how many of you how many of you like football you like football alright I don't want to start asking what your favorite team is because there may be a fight but if you like football, you know that this scream that we just gave here, it, no, it doesn't work. Are you here? So I want you to think about God who is greater than the ball that you have been chasing. And greater than man you... Wait. Wait. I want you to know he is greater than Manchester United. He's greater than Liverpool. He has more skills than Marino. And he can dribble a ball better than Asian. And so this morning, lift up your voice and give a shout. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, thank you for a Sunday morning that we can gather before you. Thank you for fellowship, friendship. Thank you for the love of Jesus. As we stand before your word, I pray that you will speak a word to us today that will change our lives forever. In Jesus' name have we prayed. And all the saints shall say, Amen. God bless you. Take your seat in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. I hope you are glad to be in church. And um, first of all, I want to thank you very much. Last week we had a good time. Some of you sacrificed so much time, what you had, so many things. God bless you. I received your texts, your letters. If you have not received a text from me, make you know, boy, it's coming. If I've not answered yet, amen. But we want to thank God most of all for all that He's doing with us. Amen. Hey, the way you are saying the amen is like you are not well. Well, this is a very very significant time for us as a church and the reason why elder kofi was singing about building is because it's a season of building amen oh i said amen Amen. this week we have a convention coming and the title of the convention one of the things i like about these ones they are light the builder's anointing the builder's anointing some of you as soon as you have seen the theme because it is not saying anointing service because it's not saying prophetic movements you have already decided that you you won't come but let me ask you a question are you are you promise me you will not be bored if i ask can i ask the question if you'll be bored i won't ask can i ask the question okay how many of us here since you were born you have lived and grown up in the house your father built if you are here like that lift your hand for me lift it the house your father built i'm seeing only one hand some two three are you seeing like i'm seeing oh please lift it up well lift it up well 
Have you seen? What does it mean? Those who have grown up in the house their father built are far less than those of who have grown up in a house that was rented or borrowed or what? <laughs> abiding an abiding house. Ask your neighbor, are you growing up in an abiding house? That means the work that your father or mother does has brought you something. I need you to understand that if God doesn't do something, are you here? It's not because our parents are bad, not at all. But to build, it's a spiritual thing. The Bible says that by wisdom a house is built. It is when you don't know Nero, that's when you say it is money. If it was only money that built a house, every clown should have a house. There's nothing like clowning to bring you money. Hey, I'm very quiet. Yeah. Every politician should have a house. And multiples of them. But it takes more than that. It's a spiritual thing. And so this convention is for you. Because if we follow the way things are going now, you too, you will not build. The church is very quiet. If it was money, some of you, the allowance they send to you at the end of the month, it is more than the money your father has at the end of the month. By the time he finishes paying all the bills, that 200, 300 he's sending to you, he doesn't have it. I'm a parent. I've been a parent for many years. My last born cry is 23, so I know what I'm doing. I said, by the time we are finished sharing everything, this one's this, this one's this, this one, this one. Sometimes we're not standing with anything. So what are you going to use to build? That's number one. Number two, the kind of mind that it takes to build. Your mind doesn't work like that. Hey. You are quiet. Some of you, where you are from, you could have owned land by now. But if your mind, the way the mind is not working, okay, the way the mind is working. That's why you haven't done it. So don't say it's not for you. This particular convention is for you. Please turn to your neighbor and say, it's for you. And tell your neighbor, if you don't come and I meet you 20 years from now and you don't have a house, I will actually laugh. I will laugh. I will laugh. There are Akito students here drawing diagrams for people to draw house, to have house. They themselves, as they are there, no house. Hey, are you there? Please push your neighbor and ask your neighbor. You, the type of house, which one? Yeah. All I'm trying to say to you is that it is an opportunity. And I don't want you to miss it. Amen. Are you here? This very church building that you are sitting in here, it is not money that built it. Yeah, it's a certain something. As you have come, have you seen it like this before? So we too, we are building. And this convention is coming to help us to build. But as the house of God is being built, you too must learn something because they are connected. Let me read the scripture to you. Haggai chapter 1. I'm reading from verse 2. In case you thought that. Haggai chapter 1. Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, These people say the time is not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built. Continue, please. Then came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet, saying, Continue. Is it time for you to dwell in your sealed houses and this house, that's the house of God, lies in wastes? Now therefore, says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. You have sown much and bring in little. You eat and you have not enough. Some of you, you have eaten. Ah, you are still hungry all the time. You drink, but you are not full with drink. Hey. Every day you are buying sobolo, still you are not full. <laughs> You clothe you, but there is none warm. Some of you, you have bought dresses, and you are not satisfied. The fruit is even full, but still. And he that earns wages, earns wages to put it into a bag of holes. The Bible calls it holes. In our cultural life, we call it motia. You are standing there saying that motia befamisika, motia befamire, motia has come. Dwarf, it is no dwarf. It's here. Continue. <laughs> Thus saith 
said the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Go up to the mountain, bring wood, and build a house. And I will take pleasure in it, and I will be glorified, said the Lord. Verse 9. You looked for much, and it came to little. And when you brought it home, I did blow upon it. Are you surprised that the motia was God himself? Hey! They said, why? Because my house, because of my house that is in waste, and you are running to your own house. Push your neighbor and say, there is a connection between the house of God and your house. Uh Hallelujah. So do not miss whatever you do. Do not miss this convention. Some of you, you are saying that, oh, eh, I'm busy on Wednesday, so I'll come on Thursday. Hey, do you know when your share will come? Hello? Oh, I'm not enjoying you this morning. Look, some of you, you have brought your diplomatic spirit from where you came from. Send it back. It doesn't belong here. If you are sitting by a dry bone, tell your dry bone, we don't like diplomacy here. Ah. Ah. Why you, why you have sat there, Tim? Why you stiff to say plywood be? Tim. Ah. Why? Oh, Pastor Media, that's how I am. It's not that that's how you are. When we see you watching the thing you like, uh-huh. hey, one day there was a certain sister in my church. This sister, quiet, just a fragile, just a lady. Just a... Then one day, do you remember when? Ghana by the grace of God we were trying to enter and get World Cup and we were playing and we against US then we scored this is time I wasn't there I came to church on Sunday and she was limping and she had tied her leg so I asked oh what happened then her friend came and said mommy that day when Ghana scored and we thought we were moving on this quiet girl who cannot shout in church this girl who has no praises for God she came out of her house running, screaming, jumping, shouting and there was some stone be there and she then I said uh, so as you are there Sana, you can jump Sana, you can scream Sana, you have a voice Sana, you are not a lady <laughs> hey Please, if this is your first time in this church, you are welcome, but I had yet. We are ourselves, so. Uh-huh. Because God, dear, He knows you already. Tell your neighbor, He knows you already. Eh, that's your false face that you have brought. Why you will hope to say, We are a very good girl and boy. Please, God is not food at all. Hallelujah. So be your real self. Amen. All right. So the convention comes on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, right here. Amen. Amen. I am believing God that you'll be a builder of the house of God, but I'm also believing God that you'll be a builder of houses. Amen. Powerful. Are you there? Tell your neighbor, I will build a house for my father. My father will not die in a rented house. Yeah. Tell your neighbor, my father, he will not go and be maltreated in the family house. I will build a house for him. I will build a house. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. The second thing I want to draw your mind to today is this one. The prophet's honor. Wow. In this church, once every year, we honor the founder of our church. He is no stranger for us in first love. He's our direct pastor. So he's no stranger to us. Amen. You cannot come to this church for one week and you will not meet him in some form. Are you there? Our weekly blessing, we take it direct. Yeah, direct. Amen. And the Bible says, says something in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 6. Because some of you, you have already sharpened your mouth. So before you sharpen your mouth, let me put something there. We have made ourselves and a cursed nation by cursing men of God. But it shall not be our story. Hallelujah. Allow me to take it in English that you can understand. I was going to do it in um, 
King James, then I realized that please push your neighbor and say, please, we'll grow up on how far. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 6. Let him who gets teaching in the word give a part of all good things to his teacher. Shall I read it again? Let him who gets teaching in the word give a part of all good things to his teacher. Amen. You are free to do it at any time of the year. But because we know how we are, and also for some because of lack of opportunity we do it once a year as a church is that okay so that if you never meet bishop dag anywhere if you never see him you have still done your part oh but mommy me i don't know him it's you i know it's not true i stand here and i tell you all the time anything i'm teaching i have not got any fresh message i don't have any original message what i'm standing here to teach today that's the agenda that he sent to me that this is what we are preaching are you there so the teaching no there's an origin. Uh-huh. And so once a year. So I'm announcing it before time so that you don't put one CD in the offering. I won't open it so I will not know. But between you and God, you will know. Are you getting me? Between you and God. Hallelujah. And we call it the prophet's honor. The Bible says that he who gives to the prophet reaps the prophet's reward. Amen. So don't use your mouth to cause trouble. Hey, my announcements alone is more than preaching this morning. <laughs> But allow me to take the time. Now, the third thing, the third thing I want to say to you is that you can see that we are building. We'll talk more about that as we go on. Because you will see that a few things change as we go along. But we have been in Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 12 for seven, several weeks. And we are going back there. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 12. What does it say? That you be not slothful, but followers of who? Them who by what? Faith and patience inherit the problem, the promises of God. Some of you have already started following other people. Hey, you have followed your friend into the church to steal. Look, every example that we give you is the live one. So let me just help you by telling you that we have seen you already. If you like, try it again. Hey, the church has become very cool. It's true. If you like, try. We have seen that it is you. We are just waiting. Hey. Amen. Ask your neighbor, who are you following? If your neighbor says nobody, tell your neighbor that you must be a dead body. Because everybody that is alive follows somebody or something. Even the course that you are doing, you will discover that in a given course, you are following the person teaching you. Yeah, so usually when the teacher is good, you end up, you say, I like the subject. It's not really that. It's not really that you like the subject. The teacher is good. So the one you are following is good. How on earth can somebody like chemistry? That's the one. But the teacher is good. Are you seeing it? And so it imparts something. The one you are following. There's nothing. It's not original. And so when you are even trying to develop something, you usually start with what is there already. And then you move on. Because God knows that this is the foremost way by which we cook, by which we learn, by which we know something, by which we do operations, by which we even walk. How do you start walking? You were a baby when you saw that other people are able to move and go and come. And you, they are carrying you. They say, nah. Put me down. <laughs> I'll get down. Put me down. You get down. You even be walking. You fall down. You get up again until you are here walking. Amen. So don't buy it when you start to say, "Me dear, I don't follow anybody." You are a proud person. Yeah. And you discover that it is not good for you. The scripture knows it, and that's why God said He's now showing you who to follow. And one of these people, we started from somewhere, and we have come now to this person, Nehemiah. That's why I asked Elder Kofi to sing the song that he will sing. Are you there? A part of that song says that like Ezra, like who? Nehemiah. And who? And who? Zerubbabel. I will do what? I will build. 
I will build. Hallelujah. I will build. So this man in the Bible called Nehemiah was a builder. And in his story of building, we learn so many things. I believe last week, Pastor Sean taught you well. And told you that if you are going to follow this man called Nehemiah, you must be concerned about the house of God and the people of God. And I believe he also told you that if you can build something, you can have it. Is that it? What do you tell them? What? You can, you can build it. You can build it. Ah, okay. Powerful. So turn to your neighbor and say, you can build. If your neighbor is a lady, tell the lady that I said, you can build. Yeah. Because you see, many ladies just exclude themselves and say, oh, me dear, I can't build. You are waiting for somebody to come and build. You, you, you be careful. <laughs> Let me tell you, nowadays, brothers, they don't like doing a lot of things. So... Hallelujah. So today we want to continue and we want to continue to learn from this man because the man I think was a very special person. Yeah, he was a very special person. Where he came from was lying in ruins and he decided that we're going to build it. Was it easy? Was it simple? Was it that everybody they bought the things for him and then because that's how we are. Some of you, as soon as there's a small difficulty, you just leave it say oh they will do who is the day hey who is the day yeah hallelujah let's go to nehemiah chapter 2 and today i want to talk to you about nehemiah by teaching you something the art of following nehemiah is the art of having a good attitude is the art of having a good Attitude. Somebody should look for the dictionary meaning of attitude for me, Niger. Some people, the English is a handicap. I'm trying, but I don't know how you have been reading your notes. <laughs> attitude. Way of behaving. Way of being. He had a good attitude. Why are we saying this? Take me to Nehemiah chapter 2 and verse 1. In chapter, um, chap- in chapter 1, Nehemiah had heard the story of how the people in the land where he came from had been reduced to nothing. He heard how the city of Jerusalem had been burnt, how the people who were, you know, they had returned from war to their land and they had nothing. Everything was in ruins. And the Bible tells us in chapter 1 that he had prayed, fasted and prayed about it. And then he came to do his job. And in Nehemiah chapter 2 and verse 1, it came to pass in the month Nisan, in the 20th year of Artaxerxes the king, that wine was before him, and I took up the wine and gave it unto the king. So Nehemiah was the the king's cupbearer. Are you there? A cupbearer is a very trusted person. Some of you, if we let you near the cup, you spit inside. Do you remember what you... SS, when you... some. Dangerous senior sent you. Go and bring me water. Before you pour the water, then you poured it and brought. <laughs> not so with this man. Then he makes a statement. I had not been sad before. I had not before time been sad in his presence. I was the person who used to take the cup and the wine and give it to the king. This is somebody who it means he had daily access to the king. Are you here? He had access. He was close. He could bring his issues and his problems. But here he is saying something. He says, I had not been sad before. So what happened in verse 2? Wherefore the king said to me, Why is your countenance sad? Seeing that thou art not sick, this is nothing else but sorrow of heart. Then I was afraid. Because in those days you cannot go to a king and misbehave. Are you there? Verse 3. And I said unto the king, let the king live forever. Why shouldn't my countenance be sad when the city, the place of my father's sepulchres, lies waste and the gates thereof are consumed with fire? And the story goes on. When he narrated the story, the king now gave him help. Are you here? He asked time to go and solve the problem. But what I want to draw your mind to is this. Because this man had a good attitude in the presence of the king, when now a certain situation came up and he could not help himself, 
Now his face even showed it. The king realized that this man always have a, has a good attitude. For him today to be standing here like this, oh, then it's a case. So it was even the king who brought it up. What is wrong with you? What is up? Why are you looking so sad? Are you here? Why are you looking so... Mabrawa. Is there an English word for Mabrawa? This is somebody who... You see, he was actually a servant too. But even as a servant, as he went about his duty of preparing the wine and bringing it to the king, he was a cheerful person. He had a good attitude. And we are learning something. This is somebody who inherited the promises of God. And he had a good attitude. What is your attitude? Hmm. What is your attitude? Some of you, your face is miserable even when you are resting. Pastor, it's not like that. That's how my face is. No, no, no. That's how you have made your face. Can you please look at your neighbor's face and see whether I'm talking about your neighbor? Some of us, we have developed complaining attitudes. Everything you have, you are complaining, complaining, complaining. And please, me, I'm very sad because, in fact, the course that I'm doing, the course I was going to do, hey, please, oh, you wrote it yourself. And this is where your writing has got you. So, so please, change your face, okay? Hey, the world has, the, the world has become... Yeah. Sometimes our attitudes are wrong. Oh, me, dear, I can't do math. It's an attitude. You have not even applied your mind to it. It's an attitude. Oh, math, there's difficult. Math, there's difficult. And by our attitudes, we, we, we stop a certain blessing that could have come our way. Hey. Young lady, you said you want to do engineering. You said you want to do quantity surveying. Now that we are surveying and doing the quantity surveying, you said that, oh, I don't know, the man should do it for me. You're a foolish girl. A foolish girl. What an attitude. You shouldn't have been there. You have wasted the space of somebody who would have come to do it. Mm. Mm. Please, what I'm saying, is it true or it's not true? Yeah. This one is not in the Bible, but somebody once said it. The person said it. The first, it, was, it was a picture and in the picture there was a flat tire and the person said a bad attitude is like a flat tire until you correct it you are not going anywhere if even you try to go you won't go far and there are some people when we look at your face we don't employ you yeah yeah because of your attitude you are coming for a job as you are coming to the interview you are walking like a mouse Hey, please, oh, mice even cat if it kill them. We cannot employ you. The church has become quiet. It's true. Are you here? It's not a good attitude, especially for one who is a Christian who could have prayed for and received help. Who could have asked the Holy Spirit to walk with you? Help me. Is it as for the feelings of nervousness? It's normal. It's normal. But you have the Holy Ghost. Did you ask him to walk with you as you were coming? Some of you grumpy face, sulking all the time. It's not nice to be around moody people. I'm sorry. Every day you have come, we have to be asking you what is wrong? What is wrong? Those who work with me, they'll tell you. I won't even ask. And I see that face. Because that perpetual face <laughs> it is a sucker of blessings. Your blessings are coming. And you're why you win. That's why if you have been watching a lot of Nigerian movies and Ghana movies, stop. Stop. No, wait. Allow me to tell you why I'm saying stop. Because I don't think you will, you will know why I'm saying it. Is it not our movies that when some small catastrophe has happened, they will do it five minutes. Then they'll change the next scene. You are doing as if you don't watch the Ghana movies. And what I'm saying is it true or it's not true? Hey! 
What kind of self-pity is that? Self-pity is one of the greatest destroyers of lives and people. So it is not that things are not difficult. That's not what I'm saying. And by all means in this life, sometimes you will cry. But the time comes when you should wipe up those tears and get and move on and say to yourself, I'm going to stand and I'm going to do and it's going to be well. Are you here or you have traveled? Hey, Eunice, my clip, can it work at this time? It can work. There's some clip, B, some clip. I want you to see it, some clip. B. Should I go there? Because some of you think you are the only people who have problems. But this clip, I think, will tell you what to do when you hit a, 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 a bad road. Please, I'm waiting for you. I'm going there, cry. Sound, you have to make it work, please. Like that we went, we went five Go to the beginning. You know, when we were coming, I'm sure some of you, you know, when we were coming, I'm sure some of you saw a video we were on some tracks. You see that water the tracks were passing through? We crossed that water in the night, 10 p.m. That water, that was the first part of the convoy. They were there five, we, were, we went five hours later, in the middle of the night. In the darkness, the dark and black. Forest on our right, forest on our left, and here was water. I got out with my torch and I went to stand by the thing. I said, We can go. Let us go. Hold by on. faith, we crossed that water. <laughs> you heard you heard my voice. Yeah, when, when you spoke in the radio, you said everybody go, go, go with speed, go with speed, go with speed, and we will choose to even though the cloud go under. I feel like the kid can drown. But you just passed that is what's go, 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 go. Yeah, on the radio. In other words, what should you do? Go. You are in the road. It's night time. To the left is water. To the right is water. You can't see the front. You can't see the back. You are going to stand there and cry. You are going to stand there and make your faith. You better get some attitude. The attitude of somebody who goes. Are you here? <laughs> to neighbor's face again. See whether it's one of these mob offices. And tell them, but this face, it won't carry you anywhere. <laughs> the reason why Nehemiah got help is that even as somebody who was a servant, the man was doing his work cheerfully. Are you with me? Many leaders are stressed out. There's a lot of stress, thinking, planning, working. And then you have not come with your face. Hmm. I say you have not come with your face. Hey, the church has become quiet. There are some people, it's just their smile that has opened the door for them. Just because you are a cheerful person. At least, even when things are difficult and you are around, it just feels a little lighter. Yeah. You didn't know. You thought, oh, me, I'm more clever than this person. I'm more able than this person. But how come they are giving it to this person and that person? It's because of your attitude and your face. Some of you, every attitude, oh, it cannot be. As a church, we are now coming to move into a difficult time. Should I explain the difficult time to you? I said, should I explain it? Those of you sitting inside, turn outside. Have you seen the iron rods? We are now coming to put cement this week around it. When we finish, you see how they've suffered to just give you a canopy. If you know how we have prayed that today it will not rain. Because this canopy is very good against sunshine. Very useless against rain. But it's because where we have reached, we cannot do anything else. Are you here? So, what will be the situation when you come next week? The truth is that I don't know. <laughs> That's the true answer. Uh, Pastor Junior, when do we know that today we'll have a cover over our head? When? This morning. They're going to stand here. We try it this way. Try it this way. Try it this way. Those with a wrong attitude will say, Oh, this church, they don't even know what they're about. We don't know what we're about. Have you built a chicken coop before us? You are talking. Chicken coop, chicken coop. Have you been there before? So when I saw their struggles, I told them that the struggle of this week, next week it will be worse. And we are not struggling. To, it's not for a bad thing. We are just trying to put the column so we can put the next slab. Don't you want to have a cover over your head? Then we are one room. But for that to happen, things must get worse before they get better. Yeah. Are you getting me? Yeah. So, 
you are going to arrive one day and you will see that we have moved the whole church onto the car park covered ourselves there and we are there and when you come I wish I could tell you that I will have tiles and uh, what I mean carpet for you to watch. Charlie look outside as you see it muddy like that that's how we shall be there that's how we'll be there and that's where I'll be seeing your attitude what kind of church is this and change that is I'm sorry but some of us we're going to say in that place God will meet us there the Holy Ghost will visit us there we will grow we will grow into the thousands in that place oh yeah oh yeah depends on your attitude I could sit here crying <laughs> some of the men should come and build for me sure Lanka, by this time I don't know where you will all be if you just rise up and look in front of you and build are you in the house or you are traveled but with a good attitude we'll push through with a what? With a good attitude, we'll push through. Yeah. With a good attitude, we'll have good services. With a good attitude, the anointing of God will meet us there. With a good attitude, it will be well with us. However it is, it will be well with us. So therefore, comma. Don't say I didn't tell you. Please, starting from next week, when we are coming in, for the next 10 weeks, it's dressed down, okay? Don't wear your Sunday best. Don't wear your precious designer shoes. Just come, you see, what you are wearing affects you. Or you don't get what I'm saying. When you come in your kambu and the thing is a little muddy, you don't mind after all the kambu, we'll just wash it. But when you come in your, you know, there are some of them, if the water enters, they'll even. We are going into a, a, a sporty time. Don't worry. When you come, Charlie, we are coming to feel free. I said we are coming to feel free. We are going to have a good attitude. Amen. And I want to say to you that it is not only for church. Some of you put it into your life. Stop making faces at that lecturer at 7.30 on Monday morning. I'm going there. Stop cutting the classes. Yeah. Put a smile on it, Charlie. I'm one of the blessed people to be on one of the, on this campus. I'm really blessed. Do you know the thousands who were struggling for your place and they didn't get? Put a good face on it and go. Those of you who are married, and every day you look at that man as if better change your attitude, though. Better change your attitude. A certain man told me. When I got home on Monday, she was wearing jeans. <laughs> if you're married, you know what it means. When I got there on Tuesday, she was wearing another pair of trousers. Just the gates, no, you're lucky. A wife. You don't know your Bible. You better put a good attitude. Man that you are married. You are standing there saying that this is my wife, she's a witch. Please, you are a wizard. That's why you found it. You better just say to yourself and get a good attitude and the two of you begin to enjoy the wizardry and the witchery that is there. Find a good attitude. Hey, come on, give a shout for Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Nehemiah had a good attitude. Are you with me? A smiling face will take you far. Let me show you two scriptures very quickly. Proverbs chapter 21 and verse 4. A high look and a proud heart and the plowing of the wicked is sin. A high look. Do you know the high look? Hmm. You see those sisters that when the brother comes in they'll say, when you look at you, when you look at me, do I look like your type? Do I look like your class? Hey, pastor, so are you saying she should agree? My friend, use your IQ. You have some. <laughs> that you can politely decline. There's no need for a... Do, do you get it? That's what I'm fighting. The, the way you do it. I often tell people, when you are angry and you are leaving the room, don't bang the door. Uh, when you bang the door, as you go, now you remember that, yeah, my handbag, I've left it inside. Where would you pass to re-enter? If you had closed it gently, you are annoyed, mom, but you close it gently. You will just easily open the door and come back. Oh, I left my phone. 
and pick it. But if as you are going, as you reach here, yay, Charlie, my phone, <laughs> my phone. You will now start looking for ashes, <laughs> and then you now say, hey, hey, please, hey, Brad Billy, please, hey, can you go and take it for me, hey, Brahma, Please, please enter and get. Please, you to tell them you can't go. You can't go. Hey, another scripture, Proverbs chapter 6. I'm reading from verse 16. There are six things that the Lord hates. Hey, seven are an abomination unto him. What is the first of those things? Number one, a proud look. Hey. I should have had some film stars. Film stars, please, next week, act some proud looks for us. Eh? Uh-huh. I don't know how you do it, but you guys will be able to act it for us. Because some people are saying that, oh, I didn't know that it was proud. You nurse, you look at yourself, you should know that this look is a proud look. It's a proud look. Hey, are you in the house? Change your attitude. Push your neighbor and say, change your attitude. Do I have time to give you one more point? Because we are learning to follow Nehemiah. The art of following Nehemiah is the art of fighting and building. Fighting and building. Fighting and building. Why? Let's read the scripture. I know this morning you didn't open your Bible, so we are going to read from the Bible. <laughs> Nehemiah chapter 4, I'm reading from verse 1. It came to pass. That when Sanballat heard that we were building the wall, you see now Nehemiah had gone back to Jerusalem and he was now building. Are you there? Several things have happened. His good attitude made the king dash him a lot of things. The king gave him letters. Go to my friends along the way. Let them help you. Some with wood, some with this, some with that. So now he had reached his place and he was building. Then some people got angry. Some people will always get angry when they hear you are building a house. Yeah. It came to pass when Sambalat heard that we were building the wall that he was angry and he took great indignation and mocked the Jews and spoke before his brethren and the army of Samaria and said, What are these people Jews doing? Are they going to fortify themselves? Are they going to sacrifice? Are they going to end this day in a day? Are they going to revive the stones of the heaps of rubbish which are burnt? Now Tobiah the Ammonite was by him. And he said that even what they, that's what they have built, if a fox climbs it, it will break down. <laughs> it came to pass, verse 7, that when Sanballat and Tobiah and the Arabians and the Ammonites and the Ashdodites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were made up and that the breaches began, that the holes began to be closed. They were very angry and conspired all of them together to come and to fight against Jerusalem and to hinder it. Hey! When you make up your mind to become somebody, somebody will rise up to hinder it. Yes. Young lady, do not be fooled by that gentleman who has been coming to your room with the sweet tongue of a serpent to give you raps. I beg you, the picture you have been seeing of the devil, no, it's not true. The one that he has made his face, then he has some tail, me. The tail will come like this with arrow at the top, and that is not, it's not it. No, no, no. That good looking guy, that's the devil. And as you came to school, and you had made up your mind that, Lord, thank you for this place you have given me. I am going to live like a child of God. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to serve God, and I'm going to study hard, and it's going to go well with me. That guy, that is Sanbalat. That guy, that's Tobiah. That guy is the Amorite. He has risen up to fight what you have said. You entered the school as a virgin. May you end school as a virgin. Yeah. It used to be that we only had to counsel the girls. But these days I find we have to counsel the guys as well. Gentlemen, as you see her coming, with her beautiful face looking as innocent be careful 
that is Delilah. That is Jezebel. And she has come with a mission to remove you from the seat that you have in heaven. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2 that we are seated with Christ. The day you gave your life to Jesus Christ, you got a seat. Well, another young lady was deployed. Her only agenda is to remove you from that seat. She cannot enter heaven to take you off the chair. She can only do so that you come down yourself. Be careful. Be careful. Amen. The day you rise up and say, I am going to begin to build. And because I am building, I cannot be spending my money in a certain way. Be careful. It may be your own sibling or your own wife or husband who will fight you. Oh, I'm preaching. Yeah. I have to say, because many times we think that an enemy comes with a sign. I am the enemy. Oh. Oh, that one. Eh. When as you have decided to start coming to church, when you were coming, was your roommates not asking you why you keep on going to church? Hey. You see how now you have made your face, not me. I'm talking to somebody because they are working on you in the room. Mm-hmm. Every time they come and visit, they knock and come and visit. As they say, ah, but why? It's coming to church by force. Hey. <laughs> Have you seen how you have made your face like uh, <laughs> Tom and Jerry? <laughs> it is your matter that I'm talking. That is your enemy. The sooner you see it, the better. Ah, we are all Christians. Are you the only Christian? Why do you think that? Why are you like that? Every day you are going to church. Every day you are going to church. Hey, wait. 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 Obiandi nile Why? You have not gone to their church to say anything, anything. They, too, they should leave you in peace. So, hey, yeah. That's your enemy. I need to show him to you because you are looking for something that is not quite it. Or you think that they will appear in a certain way. Are you there? Hey. You are quiet. When my children were growing up, they would tell me that, hey, how can you take them to church like that in the night? Ah, but if I'm going to all night, where should I take them? Where should I take them? I should leave them in the house. I thank God time has passed. Yeah. Because now when you go and see some of their children, it's a different story. Yeah. But the enemies, they are there. They are there. Should I tell you a story? There was a young lady, one of my nieces, who when I moved, when we moved up to Tamale, she came to stay with us and she was such a great help. I used to tell her that because she was helping me look after my children, that's why my husband and myself, we could devote ourselves to the work of the church. Are you there? And it was true. I really meant what I was saying. Because she was such a good person. It's not everybody who's a good person. Hey, not even in the church. But <laughs> this girl was a good person. So she was always doing her best. Are you here? Then one day, one day I happened to have come home early from work and I thank God I came home early that day. Because as I had come to the house, she had gone to do some marketing and she came home crying like a baby. And I said, oh, what has happened? Then she said, as she was coming, she, you see that, that where we used to stay at that time, it was far from any taxi rank, far from any anywhere. It's not like today you can get anything anywhere, but in those days you can't. So as she was walking, she said, oh, this thing is too heavy. And she picked the basket and put it on her head. And she walked and she was coming. And as she was coming, she met two of my neighbors. And my two neighbors began to mock her. Ah! Yupa! Pam, fine girl like you. Is it pen hair you are going to be using to carry basket? You are a fool, pal. What are you doing in that house there? You see? It's all because of what you are doing in the house there. Nobody will respect you. Look at you. Can you hear the voice of the enemy? Yeah. Because to, if that young lady had listened to them, it would have been the foundation of the church that would have been affected. So when she came to the house, I thank God I was there that day. I consoled her. And I told her, 
what you are doing is the right thing. But the God who sees in secret will reward you openly. And I said to her that every soul we have gone to win and come, your share is inside. Because at that time I had three sons. Today, they are gentlemen who are in those days. <laughs> Did I say something? In those days, they were normal, three normal sons. Are you here? And then I said something to her. I said one day, those two women, those two women, I said one day, you will send your invitation card to your wedding to them. Are you here? Years passed. We forgot about the situation. Life went on. People were growing. This young lady was also growing. Finished school. Within time, some nice brother said he wants to marry her. Are you there? Her wedding was the first in our church. Eh? Or the second, yeah, it was the first. First or the second in the church. Are you there? Meanwhile, when people hear that the pastor's daughter is going to marry her, one day she was laughing. She said, oh, they are going to pay for minerals. Someone told them, come and collect your money. And they paid for it. <laughs> and, are you there? But the day before the wedding, we were at home. When she came inside my room, again she was crying. I said, hey, what has happened? What has happened? What has happened? Then she said, do I remember that episode when she was walking on the road and crying, do I remember? I said, I remember. And she said, on this day before her wedding, they had gone around to give their last cards and she said, let me enter the market to buy something I've forgotten. And she said, she used to call me Sister Joy. She said, Sister Joy. Do you know who I met there? There are two people. She met them right in the market. As she was going to buy, she said she remembered. She opened her bag and she took out one card. She said, I came to invite you to my wedding. Card number one. I came to invite you to my wedding. Card number two. So shall it be for any enemy that rises up against you. The one who is asking, why are you laughing like that? Why are you learning like that? You will invite them to your graduation first class. Yeah. The one who is mocking you and is saying that, ah, you are a fool to be saving money. Can you see? Ghana, we can't build anything. Please, when you are about to open your house, you invite them. Come and sit down as we come to bless the house. Hallelujah. Your enemy will live long to see you prosper. Amen. What did Nehemiah do? And I'm ending with this. <laughs> Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 17. Those who built the wall carried burdens. Every one of them had his hands in the work, and with the other hand, he held a weapon. For the builders, everyone had his sword by his side and also built. Do you understand? They were about to build. One would have thought because of the enemy's stop. You don't stop. You don't stop. Are you here? You don't stop. As you are building, your hand is also on a weapon. We are entering into our time of building. As we are building, we are praying. As we are building, we are fasting. As we are building, we are binding. As we are building, we are loosing. Are you here with me? See, I've become quiet because I said we are fasting. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. The first fast. Do you want to hear the first fast? Are you sure you want to hear the first fast? The first fast begins 6 p.m. tonight. 6 p.m. tonight. Don't eat anything after 6 p.m. tonight. And stay with it until Monday, 6 p.m. <laughs> we will... <laughs> Come on, give the Lord a shout, somebody! We will assemble here tomorrow. Tomorrow, 5 p.m., we are praying 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, where is Windy? 
Uh, tell her, please, Wendy, tomorrow, please bring us water. And I mean, when we finish, we have to. We'll now break. Are you there? Tuesday morning, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. There is prayer here. Wednesday morning, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. There's prayer here. Thursday morning, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. There's prayer here. Hey, pastor, I have lectures. Go to your lectures. It's not everybody who has lectures. Are you there? Some of you, I know you. Your lectures start at 10. We are here. 6 <laughs> 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. We are praying three days this week. Oh, but mommy, we have a convention. Eh. A new client, Tina. Eh. Are you here with me? Hey. Nah. Amen. But I am believing God not only for the builder's anointing. There are a number of you who have sent me texts. You are not well. The man of God who is coming to preach is a very special person to me. Very, very special. Are you there? You see him cool like that. We call him Bishop Big Daddy. Yeah, that's what we call him. But anointed like something. Are you here? The land that is our car park today, he prophesied and we got it. We have been trying to buy it for three years. It never worked. He came for a convention, he prophesied and we got it. The slab that you are sitting on, he again came and said, at that time, please, the church was not full. And he came and said, oh, Joy, you have to extend the church to the world. I said, ah, I'm just beginning to enjoy having a building. Are you here? But that's what you are sitting on today. But every visit he has had, there have been significant healings in this church. A student with bipolar disorder. She was right here when she got healed. Next day, she went for a checkup. Her doctor did not believe it. She has finished school today. The thing never returned. Are you in the house? I'm talking about the miracles that we have seen here. One of our pastors brought his mother-in-law just for one of the days. She had come from their village to come and have eye surgery and the night before. Well, he was coming, so he brought her. That's the end of the eye, eye surgery. She never needed it again. Are you there? I said, are you there? Somebody's mother. She was just moving around and she came. Yeah. Around one of his conventions, because he's been here about two or three times. One of the conventions when he was coming, I had just been diagnosed with high blood pressure. They had started the medication and it was finishing me. Do you understand when it's finishing you? I picked my phone many times to just tell him, please, can we postpone this convention? Because I was so weak, I couldn't stand. But every time I picked the phone, tell your neighbor something. 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 So, something. So I couldn't send the text, so he came. On the first day of the convention, I was so weak, I was just sitting in the chair. You know, if you know me, I, I mean, if you preach tomorrow, I'll be jumping. But I sat throughout because I was so weak. But the second night was my night. You see, that's why you shouldn't say, I'll come today, I don't come tomorrow. He had not even started to pray. He was still preaching. And I was sitting in the chair when I felt something move from my head, through my body, out my feet. Ah, the feeling was gone. I stood up. I went to check my blood pressure, 120 over 80. That's average. That's good temp. Those of you who are uh, science students, eh? a month later, 120 over 80. A year later, 120 over 80. Three years later, 120 over 80. You can't miss this convention. Hallelujah. Amen. So some of you those illnesses and things chase please just come and let's sort it out is that okay some will be coming for the building you are coming for your healing are you understanding me you are coming for your healing this is the time your mother is not well tell them to take your mother's handkerchief or something send it to you are you there use it as a mantle when she finishes praying send it back to her is it a good idea yeah or you don't understand what I'm saying you are somebody at home who you've been praying over who is not well Maybe the person cannot come. If they come, you don't know where they will stay. No problem. No problem. It's the faith that God honors. Amen. And we'll be blessed. Whatever you do, don't miss it. Tell your neighbor we are building. Tell the neighbor on the other side we are building.
stand to your feet. We'll continue next week. But this morning, I want you to just bow down your head. I've talked about so many things in this few minutes. Something concerns you. Pray about it. Somebody, you are realizing now that in your room, you are in a battle. As you stand, I say, Lord, help me. Help me not to be weakened. Help me to stand like Nehemiah, doing and fighting. The service is not over. I'm not sure where people are going to. The service is not over. Just bow down your head. Just bow down your head. Just bow down your head and begin to pray for yourself. Begin to pray for yourself. Lift up your voice and begin to pray for yourself. This is time to pray for yourself. Just pray for yourself. Ask that the Lord will meet you at your point of need. Some of you, you have an attitude. You don't have time for God. God is wasting your time. That attitude, you should change it. You come to church only once a week. He asks for the whole Sabbath. You've just given him three hours. It cannot be too much. Talk to the Lord right now at this time. Talk to the Lord at this time. Ask him for grace. Ask him to help you to change that attitude. You are somebody who complains a lot or somebody who is morose a lot. Always making faces. But it's because you didn't know. You want to tap into help from above. You want to say, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. You are somebody who is very timid and very afraid of things. Talk to him now and say, Lord, I want the courage that comes from your presence in my life. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Some of you, you are ashamed of spiritual things. Talk to the Lord and say, Lord, I don't want to be ashamed of you. Some of you, your attitude is that I don't like the word of God. But that is where our strength and our life comes from. This afternoon, you want to say, Lord, change this thing in me. Help me to love you and to love your word. To love you is to love your word. Help me to love you. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. And some of you, you want to say, Lord, I want to be a builder. I want to be a builder. Help me to build a house for my father. Help me to build a house for my mother. You want to talk to the Lord. You want to say, Lord, buildings are not normal in my family. Because of me, may I be the one who causes the tide to turn in our family. May I build and may others also see and build. Talk to the Lord this afternoon. Talk to him. Talk to him. We'll be out of here in a few minutes. You just want to talk to the Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. We thank you for the builder's anointing that has come upon us today. Thank you for the grace. Thank you for the outpouring of your presence and your spirit. We give you praise in the name of Jesus. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, if you are here this afternoon and you have not given your life to Jesus Christ, that is the beginning of everything. I don't want you to think about the attitude of the person on the left or the right of you. I want you to think about yourself. If Jesus were to come right now, would you be one of his or would you not? You have an opportunity to change it. I'm inviting you to give your life to Jesus. And so as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you are here, you are saying that I'm not sure if my name is in the Lamb's book of life. But I want to have my name there. It is those whose names are in the book of life who will be going to heaven. But you are not sure your name is there. Lift up your right hand and we'll pray together. God bless you for your hand. God bless you for your hand. Lift it high up. You want to say, I want to give my life to Jesus. Don't mind any mocker standing by you, any friend standing by you laughing. This is between you and the Lord. If you've lifted up your hand, I want to encourage you, step out of where you are, and please just come to me. Just come and stand right here in front. Right here in front. Come and stand right here. I want to pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Come out of where you are standing. 
Maybe you are in church all the time. But all you are saying is, I'm not sure my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Nobody comes to the Lord except through me. Please come. Please come. Please come. Somebody, Jesus, is knocking at your heart again. You have heard it and heard it and heard it and heard it. This afternoon, he says, I should tell you, it is your last chance. It is your last chance. Step out and come. Step out and come. Step out and come. God bless you. Step out and come. God, step out and come. Somebody, you are just not sure. Just step out and come. This is something you need to be sure about. Hallelujah. All those standing in front, I want you to pray this prayer after me. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Amen. We believe that you've been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on Facebook, Dr. Joy Philippe Bruce, and on Instagram and Twitter at FLIOGS. God richly bless you. That's what I pray.